This episode is brought to you by me, Emily, the Minimalish Mama. Getting rid of clutter, physical, digital, financial, and spiritual, sets us free from overwhelm, shame, and mom guilt. It creates space in our home, schedule, and soul for prioritizing what really matters in life. But getting started is the hardest part. Enter your free guide to decluttering your life. This free guide has checklists for what to get rid of now in every room, 155 things to be exact, plus how to reclaim your time and joy from comparison and guilt, and how to create space for what you really love. It contains over 20 pages of my best tips for decluttering and organizing, and The best part is that it's completely free. You can download your free Decluttering Your Life guide at the link in the show notes or from theminimalishmama.com. Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable design to help you create a home you love. We share practical tips from how to style shelves, make a bed, or pick the perfect paint color for your space. And we aren't afraid to share the highs and lows of our own decorating journeys. Join the conversation as we make our homes a beautiful dwelling place. Welcome to season three of The Dwelling Place. Today we are jumping into a deep dive of bathroom design. Yes, you heard that right. There are so many details that go into this practical space, and we'll be sharing ways to make it functional and beautiful. Welcome back, guys. We are finally back in our podcast room, season three, and Kimmy is going to kick us off with highs and lows. Yay! I'm so happy to be back and talking with you girls. We always just have such a fun time again when we're Mm -hmm. like, we're just like vomiting, like word (laughs) vomiting to each other. We're like, oh, yeah, we got to start recording. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not like we don't see each other, but, you know, it's different. So I'm happy to be back. I will start us off with highs and lows. So my low is that I don't think I've mentioned in the last season about renovating Jude's, like, kid room. Because he's going. Yeah, he's going from a nursery to a kid room, like, toddler room, older kid room, whatever. And it's just going so slowly. And I, at this point, we are recording early because I'm going to be on like a maternity leave because I'm hopefully giving birth in two months. (laughs) So it's kind of like crunch time (laughs) because I only have two, I'm eight months pregnant in two days. So I'm a little nervous about it because these girls just stepped foot into what it looks like and it's it's a construction zone and projects always take longer than you think they're going yeah to. so but by the time this comes out you are a month away from giving birth yes dun, dun, dun. yeah good point so this is where i'm really hoping that we'll be done with it hopefully but ryan he has a full-time job and then another side job and he's studying to be ordained and all of this mm-hmm. stuff's going on so he really can't work on it as much as i would like him to work on it But we're getting there. We're getting there. So that's the low is just, it's been slow. My high though is I've been like creating like a mood board for it. I'm not done yet or I would totally show you guys. 
but I just picked out the paint color finally that I'm going to be doing in the room and we're doing this whole like built-in bed situation and so I wanted that to be like a color and then I'm bringing the color throughout the rest of the room but it's going to be like a chair rail Ooh. high oh. and I'm really excited because he his favorite color at least this is what he says it could change he's only two in like in a couple months so <laughs> he says it's blue always he always picks blue things and he so I wanted to do blue so I was looking and I want to show you girls Emily actually gave me the Benjamin Moore paint deck because she has it mm -hmm. and I was like oh, I'm gonna look through it and then I went to the store to like look through because I was like I know that like I could look through that but I also like seeing the colors yeah, that they put right. with them yeah. on yeah. the paint swatches and then they also have this cool book that's called because it was a historical color is what I wanted to find mm -hmm. and they have this book that I think is free I just took it oh, but yeah, they're like they're free yeah yeah, yeah. So I was looking through that, and then I found the blue, and so I'm going to show you girls. I'm excited to see it. Oh, Ooh, I like. So it's called Templeton Gray, so it's very oh. muted. I feel like it has a green undertone it. has to a it. green undertone to it, because the blue that I chose for his nursery also had a green undertone to it mm -hmm. a little bit, and I just really loved it. So I'm pairing this with Swiss coffee. Mm, yes. That's good. Which I think, Love do you it. think that'll look good? Yeah, that, when it's next to that Swiss coffee, it brings out the blue more. Yeah. So Swiss coffee is going to be on the upper thir mm -hmm. two thirds, and then the lower two thirds, or third, <laughs> will be Templeton Gray, and then the whole bed situation wait, wait, will wait. be So you're going to have just a strip of, t your chair rail is only going to come up a third on the wall? Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to describe, like, how high it's going to be. It's like, you know when you have, like, wainscoting? Yeah. Coating Usually or... that's supposed to go up two-thirds of the wall, and then you have your rest of no, your No, because the one in my in my studio doesn't. It only goes up a third of the wall. Oh. Yeah, there's different ways. ways you could do it. So your gray is going to be on the lower third? Yes. For your green? Blue. blue Bluish green blue gray. gray. <laughs> Be all of the so here's like what I it's not the same blue and it's also I'm not doing this black strip but it shows you what I'm talking about okay. and so then I'm going to paint the door in the door trim and the window trim the blue, the blue. so you're going to have a chair rail yeah okay that's different than wainscoting because wainscoting no has I was right we're not in the middle we're not doing wainscoting I was just trying to tell you it was the whole not just the chair rail but like the whole bottom third okay so I will post these pictures so people can see in the show notes. Um, this was Kitty Cotton, which I've oh, mentioned before that yeah. I mm -hmm. really love her stuff. Um, and this is the the Templeton. That's just yeah. somebody posted that. And so I oh, yeah. wanted to show you the Templeton That's blue. Nice. Or Templeton gray. So anyways, I'm very excited about that. And then I have one more little mini high is this whole like... I'm trying, I did mention this in our little surprise bonus episode, which I hope people have listened to. That I'm trying to do like an old world travelers mm -hmm. vibe. And I've been really wanting to find a antique globe. And so I've been searching on the hunt everywhere. Facebook Marketplace, eBay, garage sales. We were going to go to an antique like, 
not a festival. What do they call them? Like, like show? a flea market kind of thing? Yeah, it's one that, like, this town just, in, it's called Balkville Antique Show, and it's in the Madison County, like, going towards Utica. Oh. And it's just, like, they block down the road, and it's just all these antique. I want to go to that. Yeah, <laughs> August 20th. We can't go now, so I'm, like, really bummed. Oh, we have a wedding. That's why we can't go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Anyways, anyone local, it will have already passed, <laughs> but next year, so it's every August, and so I was like, maybe I'll find one there, but then I found out we couldn't go, and I was like, so bummed, so then I had the idea that one of my friends has now, like, a couple months ago, she started this thrifting business, her name's Danielle, she, it's the lowly thrift. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I and stuff from her. Yeah, so she posts things on her Instagram. And then she also, like, does pop-up shops. Well, one of the little features that she, like, offered or services that she offers is she'll hunt for you to find something. So I told her about the globe. And I was like, I don't know if you could find... Like, I told her in the afternoon. And that night, she started texting me pictures of... Because she lives in Georgia, like, kind of close to Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. her, like, Facebook marketplace and, you know... There's so much more stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was texting me pictures of some of them I did not like. And then she showed me one and I was like, yes, that's it. And she's like, okay, I'm going to message them and see if you can get it. This is literally just hours after I messaged her. And then she texted me back. She's like, it's yours. I'm going to ship it to you. I was like, yes. And it's cheaper than the one because I saw one on eBay like months and months ago, but I didn't want to buy it because it was like almost $75. And I was like, I don't want to spend that much. And I was like, I'm sure I'll find another one. Well, I haven't. But this one, she's, I'm paying 50. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I want this globe. And it's cool because I'm helping her business. And yeah. it's just yeah. kind of meaningful. So here's the globe. Oh, that's brilliant. Isn't that cool? Nice. So I'm just like, so, and I'm going to put this on his little wardrobe. And I think oh, it'll just be so cool. Love it. So those are my, my little updates on his room. And hopefully when this comes out, it will be done. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll be close. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as you guys know, really my whole summer has kind of been taken up with this overall high and low. The high of being pregnant and then the low of having a miscarriage. And I wanted to find something else to be the high and low. But honestly, it's kind of just defined Mm -hmm. the whole summer. So it kind of is what it is but Mm. the high was really high finding out that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and finding out with you guys Mm -hmm. um and then getting to tell people and everything and then of course the low was then losing the baby at about eight weeks yeah but um well and probably the lowest low was having to have a dnc on my birthday which horrible horrible I I I remember thinking like two weeks before that when I started to feel like something is not right. I was like, oh my goodness, my birthday's coming up. Surely, like, it won't be on my birthday. Yeah. yeah uh, it was, but at least as I told um, a family member that was texting me that day, I was like, well, at least I get a really good nap for <laughs> my birthday. Was it <laughs> good? Your, it was really good. Yeah. And then I was like, really. They gave me some really good stuff, and I was, like, really tired for the rest of the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess another high from it would be just all of the wonderful messages from people and all of the mm-hmm. support, especially from you guys. 
Brian, too. Yeah. Huge shout out to Brian and uh, my in-laws for watching the boys for a lot. Um, so, yeah, that has been, that's been a, a big high from it, too. <laughs> yeah. So somehow I made it through without crying. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we just love you. Yeah. <laughs> I will have to say, sorry. it was... Super special being able to be there mm-hmm. to give you a little nudge to take the pregnancy test because yeah. this is part of my high. But the girls were over to help with the attic and reorganize that. And Emily was like, "So I'm late," and we're like, "Wait, you're late!" <laughs> and Kimmy were looking at each other like she's totally pregnant. <laughs> and we convinced you to take the test, and that was so special. It really was. Yeah. Remember, literally for the rest of my life. Yeah, it was very special. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for allowing us to be there too, because on the other end of it too, because mm-hmm. so yeah. we could support you. Yeah. And I know, and there. it's really hard. People do grief differently, and I I know that a lot of people just hold on to it and don't tell people. Um, and I respect that and understand that. But when you are able to tell people what you've been through and to have that support, mm-hmm. it's just it really helps get through yeah, it. it does. You know? Yeah. It's never you're never gonna forget it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, changing the topic from that, <laughs> I do have a funny story that I can tell as a high. It's kind of a small thing, but it's kind of big for us in that I don't know if you guys remember, like, it was probably, it probably started like six months ago, maybe even longer ago, where we had this mysterious alarm going off in our house. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I texted you guys about it because it went off in the randomly in the middle of the afternoon, yes. and we all went outside because we thought like it could be a smoke or mm-hmm. uh, not smoke carbon detector, carbon monoxide, or... carbon monoxide, because it's coming from the basement. Mm. It at first we thought it was a smoke detector, but we checked all the smoke detectors, and none of them were going off. We went outside for a while. We opened the doors to the basement, and it kind of aired out and. Brian, when he got home, because he was at work, of course, when this was going off, when he got home, he couldn't smell anything, and it stopped. So, we were like, well, okay, I guess it's, everything's fine. And then, probably about a month later, it went off again at five in the morning. Uh. Again, it was down in the basement, and we went, this time we got down there before it stopped beeping, and we knew it was, like, in the area of the water heater, but we just replaced the water heater, like, not mm-hmm. very long ago. Last year, I think. So, it's practically new water heater, and we thought, well, maybe the pilot light went out or something. We tried, we reset stuff, and everything seemed fine, and the alarm stopped on its own, and so we're like, well, okay. And then, but every once in a while, it would start up again. A few weeks ago... I heard this beeping noise, but it was kind of like a repetitive, regular interval beeping. And so I told Brian, the smoke alarm needs its batteries changed. And he was like, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure we just put batteries in it all long ago. But he climbed up there because it's really high up in the mm-hmm. dining room. So he climbed up there with his step stool and stuff, took it down, looked at it. And he was like, these batteries are fine. Like, everything's fine with it. And I was like, well, where is this beeping coming from this incessant beeping Um. getting like more and more frequent 
and like louder. And he was hearing it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now he was gone at work all day while I was trying to do stuff at home and work with this like noise. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Once again, we checked like carbon monoxide detectors because we have two, just Mm -hmm. one upstairs and one in the main floor. Those were fine. No other smoke alarms were beeping. Brian was like, it's coming from the basement. And so he went down in the basement and followed the sound of the beeping and it went to the water heater. Well, actually, first I checked down in the basement and it led to the water heater, but the pilot light was on. And there was an alarm on the water heater, but the light was green. It said everything was fine. But the beeping was coming from the water heater. And so when Brian got home from work, he went down and looked at it. (laughs) And then he came upstairs and said, I found the culprit. It was a smoke detector that was on top of the water heater (gasps) from the previous owners. The batteries themselves had expired in 2020. And you know how long batteries last? Like, they can last for a while. Yeah. These batteries had expired in 2020. The smoke detector was at least 20 years old, probably older. Oh, my Is wow. this ancient smoke detector that was on top of the water heater that this is so whole time. Ugh. Randomly going oh off. Oh, my god! Because the batteries were so old and, like, corroded and stuff. Ugh. And we had no idea it was there. <laughs> I'm so glad you so, found it. Yeah, yeah, me too. See, I was going to say like something like, is it radon or... I was thinking like oh, yeah. a moisture meter because sometimes those can go off too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we thought of that one time too and like checked around for water and I'm stuff so and... glad that it is what it was, but man. Yeah. <laughs> so glad we found it and now it's gone so we don't have to be woken up in the middle of the Woo! night anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, Brie... You mentioned one of your highs. Yes. One of my highs is having the girls over to help with my disaster of an attic, which had become a Kimmy basement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was not even that bad, though. <laughs> my version of a Kimmy basement. Um, and they so graciously came over. And in two and a half hours in the afternoon, we had that thing, like, emptied, reorganized, labeled... And done. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. And I just recently, yes, it took me like a month. <laughs> All the donations that I had to take to Salvation Army, I just took like this past week. Yeah, it yeah, took yeah. me that long to like tackle that pile. <laughs> it was a big pile. It yeah. really was. Did you have to take multiple trips? No, I kind of went through it again and then like repacked it in boxes okay, and then yeah. taped them up so they all like jigsawed in my van. I had no issues. I, like I mean, it was band. bigger until Emily and I took stuff <laughs> from it. <laughs> yes, we hey, both took home, like, less <laughs> I had to transport. <laughs> and now yeah. that's in my basement. <laughs> in the video, which is coming out soon, it will be out by the time this podcast we'll is it. out. Yeah, um, I'm pretty much trolling Kimmy the whole time <laughs> because I, I somehow I have you on camera taking stuff. All the time. And I was also very guilty of taking stuff, but I'm not on the camera doing it. So it's great. I'm caught in the act. (laughs) So I have a second high and that it's harvest season for all things for the garden. 
And so with green beans, you cannot water bath them to like seal them in jars and stuff. You have to use a pressure cooker, which I didn't know this. So I'm, I don't have one. And so when in doubt, I call my grandma because guaranteed she has it. She has anything and everything you need, no matter how obscure. I've tested this many times. <laughs> and so I call her. I'm like, hey, grandma, do you have a pressure cooker? She's like, actually, I don't. But your aunt does because I gave it to her. I'm like, sweet. And so she called later and said, do you want me to come over and help you with it? I'm like, yes, please. Like, I don't want... It can go very wrong with pressure cookers if you don't follow it exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't yeah. want a hole in my roof or my ceiling or, you know, <laughs> it could be bad. So she came over one Monday and we read the manual and she walked me through the whole thing. And it was just a really special time for like grandma to like pass on her knowledge to me. And now I have this knowledge that I'll be able to pass on that'll like last me a lifetime. That's great. So that was really, really special. Um, but my low is a crazy story that happened with my youngest one and a half year old. So we have an old house. It's over a hundred years old, original doors, original hardware, and Whoever owned the house in a previous lifetime has one of these one-way locks that are only locking on the inside, so you can't access them on the other side. Do you see where this is going? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So with our firstborn, not an issue whatsoever. Secondborn, very curious and likes to twist it. And so I had in the back of my brain, I need to take those out. I need to take those out because it's this little brass thing that you twist and then out of the door comes this plastic piece that goes into the door frame. So like there's no way to get it out from the other side. So lo and behold, one day my one and a half year old went in the bedroom and I heard it close and then I went to go open it and it did not open. Mm. So... There's a oh, keyhole, no. so you can look through the keyhole and like, honey, honey, can you can you twist the little knob, honey? And he would like jiggle it, but he would jiggle the big knob, not the little one right. below it. And I'm like, honey, can you please twist the little knob? <laughs> and so my husband was golfing, and it always seems like the puking incident. My Kurt Kurt was out golfing, and I had to like come home. So I tried calling him. He doesn't answer. I call my mom. She doesn't answer. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call my dad. But if my dad doesn't pick up, like, I'm calling 911. Like, I I was, like, throwing my shoulder into the door. I'm like, I will knock this door down if I have to. Yeah. So I call my dad. The beautiful old door. I know. And that was the other thing. I'm like, I don't have anything to replace this with. Yeah. Like, if I knock this door down, you know, save my son, I will do it. But, like... (laughs) Rather not. Yeah, I'd rather not. So my dad said, don't call 911. I'm going to come over. Our house has three stories, actually. And at the top is my posh room. But the only access through that is through our bedroom. But it does have a couple windows. But it's on the third story. Like, it's very high up there. So my dad gets there and... My son is completely fine, by the way. He found a box of Kurt's PlayStation stuff and was just playing with the remote, just happy as a I'm clam. so glad that he, he wasn't was, screaming and crying. He was having crying. a ball in there. Good. I was the one like, how am I going to get my child out? Yeah. So dad's like, okay, is there any other window you can go through? I'm like, well, I can't go through our like bedroom one because it's a crank out and that's already closed and that you would, mm. I don't know how you would get to it. And I'm like, there are some windows in the posh room. He's like, all right, let's go take a look at those. And so there's a second roof on the second story. So we we're able to get a ladder on there, lean it up to the posture. Thankfully, I had them unlocked. So we were able to slide them open. And I we had to take out the screen 
<laughs> was it scary, though, standing on that roof, or it wasn't, like, a scary no, roof? No, because um, our garage roof is here, and then our bedroom roof, like, connects to it. So it's okay. not that much of a slope, actually. Okay. So then I went up the ladder through the posh room, through the stairs into our bedroom, and he's just there playing. He's like, hi, Mom. And I'm like, oh, my word, I'm so glad you're okay. Wow. <laughs> it was quite the quite. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> this is how I'm going to get gray hairs. That's the, yep. the second yep. child. Second child. They'll get you. <laughs> I'm nervous. You're next, Kimmy. <laughs> so, all to say, our bedroom and our bathroom had these locks. They are now gone. Mm. Finished. Good. Mm-hmm. Finito. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. So Were they pretty, though? Or yeah. Not? I mean, they're brass, like little ones. And yeah. if we ever move, I'm just going to install them back. Yeah, in. yeah. So. Okay. <sighs> oh, man. So those are some fun updates for you guys. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to break down bathroom design. Welcome back, guys. We are going to get into this designing of the bathroom, and we're going to have this in two different parts. We're going to have permanent fixtures be the first part and non-permanent fixtures as the second part where we'll talk about decor and hardware and all those good things. So we're going to share like some upgrades that you can make to your space, some that are bigger like renovation type things you would have to do and others that are much more on the budget friendly side for like cheap easy things to do to make your space feel and look better. Yeah, and I think it will be important for us to also specify this would be good for a powder room Mm -hmm. as opposed to, or like a half bath, as opposed Mm -hmm. to a full bathroom. Sure. Because there's definitely a difference. Yeah. So we're going to start talking about vanities. And there's a few different styles of vanities, and I have a bone to pick with one of them, which we'll get to. (laughs) But there's pedestal floating where it like comes out of the wall, vessel undermount sinks or you have like a cabinet and then there's also how many sinks do you have mm-hmm. what is the vessel so the vessel is kind of like a bowl that oh, comes yes. up out yes. and that, sits on i don't like those. i was gonna say I is that the either. one you have a bone to pick with because i hate them no my bone to pick with is pedestal sinks because okay. where do you put your toothbrush and the reason why i'm saying this is because our first apartment that we had is a smaller bathroom and it had a pedestal sink which is fine Except when you're, like, living in it, and mm-hmm. then you don't have any place to put your things. You, like, I have a solution for that. What? Medicine cabinet. Okay, there was one, but it was, like, next to me on my side. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're brushing your teeth because there was a window above the sink, you have to, like, turn. So I had to, like, add a cabinet underneath the medicine cabinet, which is, like, immediately to your left. That's yeah. so interesting that the sink was in front of a window. Yeah, because it's in a partial basement. That is interesting. Mm. I think a pedestal sink would be more for a powder room where you're not brushing your teeth. That's what it should be. Yeah. So interestingly, in our current house, when we bought it, it had a pedestal sink upstairs in the only full bath. Mm -hmm. But we bought a sink that had a cabinet under it to put in the half bath as we were renovating the half bath. And when we got it and started installing it, we realized it was too big and Mm. it wouldn't fit. And then we realized, but the pedestal sink upstairs actually would fit. So we just swapped the two sinks. (laughs) So we moved the pedestal sink from upstairs to the half bath. And now we have a cabinet in the upstairs bathroom. So it worked out really well. That's really cool. 
Yeah, some bathrooms you have to have a pedestal sink. I just think if you're having this as your primary bathroom, you need to have a cabinet or some sort of storage yeah. solution. I love when people take like weird things like dressers and turn yes. them into sinks mm -hmm. with, would it be an undermount that they put in it? Sometimes. Call it? I've Sometimes. seen the bowl style on those two. Where it just like okay yeah comes up the vessel style. It's like no, a, I don't a bowl like sitting on top of that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they do that because that's the easiest, probably for plumbing wise. Yeah. You don't have to cut a huge hole mm -hmm. out of it and try mm -hmm. to fit it in and stuff. But I just always find water splashes out of them in a, like an obnoxious way because they tend to be more shallow as mm. well. So like when you're trying to wash your face, there's like no room for your right. hands to like cup yeah. the water and like bring yeah. it to your face. I feel like they are really tricky to get right because mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. either too shallow or they're too deep. And then it's like your sink is, is like this big on top of your counter. I went to a salon and they had a pedestal sink, but it came up so high, the actual sink, they didn't get the right faucet. So you had to reach behind it and down <laughs> in order to get to the faucet. I'm like, why oh, did you no. put like a long neck uh. faucet that like went over the edge instead of, you know, like right on the edge? Yeah. It was, I was like, that, that was a miss. With yeah. the floating design, I would think that that's primarily just for, like, contemporary modern. Yeah. You wouldn't ever see that in, like, a traditional home or... No. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I think of a floating sink, I always think of, um, or floating vanity, I always think of Ikea. Because mm -hmm. they've got, like, a ton of different options. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, what's in every Airbnb and... I just like having storage. Mm -hmm. sure. And that's the thing we didn't have in that apartment. So I just had the, this small little shelf that I had my towels on, some toilet paper, and like my washcloths. Like that's all I had. And then we had our toothbrushes and stuff in the medicine cabinet. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of room to put things, which is why I think now I'm not a person who does my makeup in the bathroom because when I got married that I didn't have room to put it in there. I don't do my hair in my bathroom either. I was actually going to ask you girls if you do your makeup and hair in your bathroom. No. No. I would do my hair in the bathroom, but the outlets don't work. So do... Oh. <laughs> do you guys have... I'm trying to think of both rooms. I've been in there. Where do you... Do you sit somewhere? Do you stand? What do you... Where do you do it? Depends on my mood. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have all my hair stuff in my dresser, actually. It's just, I have a drawer that's like my hair stuff. And so if I want to stand, like to flat iron my hair and stuff, I'll just plug it in because I have an outlet right there and stand in front of my mirror and then put it away. If I want to blow dry my hair and I don't want to stand, then I'll plug it in and sit on my bed and sit down and mm -hmm. blow dry my hair. I don't like doing it in the bathroom because I feel like you always do it after a shower and just moist, warm air flowing about. I just don't like that. <laughs> yeah, that is an advantage to doing it in the bedroom instead. So all of my stuff is in the top drawer of my dresser. I remember yeah. when we were there. <laughs> yep. So it's all right there. I have a extension cord wired through the back of it. So there's That's like cool. a strip in the drawer so I can plug in. My straightener and my curling iron and a hair dryer. Perfect. Well, if I want to. And then my makeup in there too. And then I have that rattan mirror. So do wall. you stand or do you sit? Yeah, I stand up and do it right there. I feel like my dream next house, I'll be able to have like a vanity to mm. do all this stuff in my bedroom. But I do everything in the bathroom because I don't have any room in my bedroom. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you guys go into my bedroom, my king-size bed, there's only, like, a tiny walkway mm-hmm. between my dresser and the bed, so. Yeah. And yeah. I also do my makeup primarily in the car. Yes, When we're I driving places. Too. Yes. So, <laughs> I have it in a travel bag that I keep in the va- the sink vanity in the bathroom, and I use it when I'm in there, or I just grab it out, zip it up, and go into the car. <laughs> I started doing that after I heard Young House Love say that Sherry Petersick from Young House Love Podcast, say that she always does her makeup in the car. I'm like, that's genius. Because mm-hmm. usually, like, Sunday mornings on the way to church, mm-hmm. I'm running out of time anyways, and that's mm-hmm. something that is portable, not necessarily my flat iron. Yeah. So I'll prioritize my hair, do my makeup in the car. Well, there's a good mirror in the yeah. car. Yes. Yeah. And be- the best lighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I also <laughs> bought one of those charger converters where you can plug... Into the car? Into the car. So I curl my hair in the car. You too. How? <laughs> That's impressive. You plug it into the wow. lighter. Like the the lighter yeah. has a, yeah. a three-way prong plug and I can... That's impressive. I've straightened like my hair in the car. Style. I've... Wow. <laughs> so what about the style of the doors on a vanity though? Do you have favorites If you have a vanity with doors. Right. Yes. I like just something really simple, like a shaker style. Maybe a little bit of trim or millwork detail on it, but pretty simple. Mine's just very simple. It's very, it's kind of, I feel like the one I have is like a modern farmhouse look, and I don't want <laughs> But it was, we had to really, because our bathroom is tiny, I had to find a certain size mm-hmm. vanity. Mm, yeah. And it was very difficult. <laughs> yeah. So the bathroom upstairs is the one that has the cabinet under it. And it's from Lowe's or Home Depot or something. So it's just very, very basic. But in the house we had before in Arizona, they had a much bigger sink area. Weirdly, only one sink, but big countertop space. It was kind of weird. But they had drawers in, on the sides. And that was actually really nice. Mm-hmm. I actually really like having drawers because I feel like it's so much easier to organize than a big tall space where you're dealing with like the pipe coming down and all of that. Yeah, mine mine has two drawers on the side and then two doors and then under all of that is a shelf where I put all the towels. Yeah. And and a big basket that holds like back stock of things. Mine is a 48 inch so I have space on both sides which is what I wanted sometimes you have the sink like off to one end and yeah. I don't care for that I like it centered then yeah. I have, can decorate one side and have a space to do on another but mine has two cabinet doors in the middle and then three drawers on each side oh, nice. which is really That's nice really so I can nice. have my towels in the middle and then each part of the family has a drawer and I can have one for toilet paper and good to go yeah, yeah, that's ideal. And with how many sinks, I mean, you can do, obviously, two. If you have you and your husband, that would be a dream for me. If I had room, I, I know wouldn't I'm... mind a double sink. Yeah. But I've never had a bathroom. That... I've always lived me in either. spaces with same. tiny bathrooms. Same, same. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll move on to the the throne of the <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> the holy throne. Uh, toilets. There's different kinds that you can get. I mean, you can do the pipe curve showing. I heard that they call that the worm oh, toilet. Really? I have a worm toilet. When I purchase a new toilet, I am getting a skirted toilet. So I can't see like the pipe, you know, on the side that's like yeah. annoying to clean and all the dust oh. gets in there. You can get one where it's like 
this cover around it. It's all porcelain and all built in and just goes straight down. Yeah. It's called a skirted toilet and that's what I'm getting. And it into. goes like, if you have the little metal pipe thingy that goes into the wall, it covers that? Or does it only work if toilets, toilets that are plumbed down into the floor? Our water thing, it goes into <laughs> the wall. Yeah, ours goes into the wall too, but off the back bottom of the toilet, like the b- bottom part, it goes into the floor. Hmm. The bottom does go into the floor. Well, I mean like... <laughs> It always goes into the floor. I know that part does, but there's another uh, there's another part that sticks out of our toilet. Look up a toilet and show us. (laughs) So yeah, skirt is really nice. You can also do floating toilets, which that would be really nice to clean under. But I don't know how I feel about the design of those. I know, just like a floating bowl sticking out of the wall. Well, I mean, when you think about it, I think that's probably... Are there any other types of toilets? Well, there's a bidet, but... Yes. Not many people but have a bidet in don't America. Don't you have a bidet in a toilet? You can. You can have both. You can have, okay. like, an attachment or an actual toilet that's both. Or you can get an actual bidet, which is, like, a toilet without the tank in the back and no toilet rim. Okay. Yeah. So, this is blowing my mind. I did not know what a skirted toilet was, but it, like, it literally... Yeah, it, it goes all the way yeah. back to the, the wall. Yes. 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 Huh. I did not I'm know not that was sure an option. I'm not sure I love the, like, I get it for cleaning, but I don't know if I like the look of it. You look, like it the looks, worms? So, no. <laughs> it does look weird because it's But like I feel chunky. like you can have, like, a, that's not too wormy. <laughs> I don't know. Show me a, a toilet that doesn't have toilet. as much of a worm. Okay. You, Emily's looking. Well, let's talk about the best way you can hide a toilet. Having a toilet room. (laughs) Oh, that is the epitome of luxury. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. This is more like the kind, it's less uh, chunky looking. See how it's like less chunky looking? Yeah, Yeah. I like that more. more Because it it feels a little bit more character. <laughs> okay, I have not seen that style before, so that's decent. I just don't like that little pipe thing that you have to clean, and it's so yeah. annoying to clean. Or the you water, just don't it's clean the it. water shut off pipe <laughs> thing, right? Where there's that little handle. Oh yes, yes, yes. that's the one I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It covers that, which I did not know was an option. Anyways, there's different types of toilets that you can pick from. So, <laughs> one other note I want to just shout out about with toilets is if you have kids i know emily and i have this mm-hmm. you don't like it wait what <laughs> she's okay just, she doesn't I'm know what i'm already talking about signed, it's a good thing it's I'm a good thing deeply at the thought of my kids in the toilet because of how often i have to clean it oh okay. with two boys who do not like to sit down oh. to pee. i'm talking about the new toilet seat cover that we got Oh, yeah. I found this out from some influencer, and it's like a little kid's toilet seat cover that's connected to, like, magnetically mm-hmm. <laughs> to the big, to the, like, top of it. And seat. so, yeah, to the seat. And so when you close it all and okay. you open it, it's just a normal seat. But then you can take down the little kid one. Out of the lid. Out of mm-hmm. the lid. And kids can go, and then you can put that back. And when, like I said, when you shut it all, it just magnetically goes up. Mm-hmm. So next time you open it up, it'll just be adult. It won't be a kid right. seat. And I love it. I do too. It's so nice. Instead of having to mess with something that like 
straps onto your whole yeah. toilet or something that you have to like take off and yeah and just have like store next to it and yeah, stuff i'm just yeah. really it's so nice to just have it all in one yeah and it is forty dollars it's expensive but we were gonna have to get a new one anyways which was like gonna be 20 bucks if i got like the standard cheap mm-hmm. one so it was like really twenty dollars more i'm gonna have to buy like something for my son so like why not you don't mm-hmm. want a Paw Patrol one? <laughs> <laughs> no. My mom has Aww. a Thomas one, and Jude loves it, but I'm like, no, that's not going in my house. <laughs> so the next permanent fixture in your bathroom would be the shower or tub or combination of the two. What do you guys have? I have a bathtub shower combo, but I have glass doors in front of it. That's right. But but you have a really cool, unique way of hiding those glass doors. Mm-hmm. And we will get to that a little bit later. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we, I had the same exact thing that Brie has, but we took the shower doors out, the glass doors out. They make a special caulk that you can use for showers and tubs. It's like waterproof or whatever. And so we just filled in the little holes so you don't really, I mean, if you're taking a shower, you'll see that there's holes in there that were there from the doors, but it's really not that big of a deal. Now we do a shower curtain instead of the doors. Yes, because right. you replace your liners like every month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a shower tub combination with just the shower curtains, which is really nice. So I'll have to dig up a picture of this from our former house in Arizona it had this shower bath thing that I've never seen the like of in any house when you go into the bathroom it was kind of like a water closet sort of because the sink was out in the master bedroom but when you walk into the bathroom you've got the toilet right there in front of you and then there's a shower curtain but when you look you pull the shower curtain aside and look down it's not a tub with a shower it goes down into the ground, like drops two oh, two yes. feet down, and it's huge. It's like a sunken tub. Sunken in the tub. Floor. Yeah, but it's all tiled, mm-hmm. and huh. it's not like contoured at all, like a tub would be. It's just square, <laughs> but it has a plug thing down in there, and it's like you could fill it up and use it as like some really weird tub, but otherwise. You just stand down inside of in the it hole. in the in the hole and be showered on. That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. It was it was quite. I think it was like <laughs> a seventies or eighties thing. Hmm. Other things about showers and tubs. Profit tubs too. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is on Emily's bucket list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But you would need a shower too, right? I if would. You got one. I would need to get like something like mounted in the wall, probably. For, like, a shower head and mm-hmm. stuff. I do love the really elegant ones that have, like, the little shower handle thing that, like, goes oh, on mm-hmm. the faucet. I think that's really lovely. Let's talk but about, Brian would hate that. Let's talk about shower heads for a moment. Because I am very picky about my shower heads. I hate whenever we're traveling, we go to, like, a hotel or wherever we're going. Somebody else's house. And they don't have... A shower head that's detachable. Yes. Mm. I hate that. Because how do you rinse all your areas? <laughs> we don't have one. Don't what do you do? You cup water and... <laughs> I don't know. We use a 
washcloth, spongy thing? No, I'm talking about down there. Use like a. How do you get water? No, how do you get water down there to rinse it? I don't know. It just drips down your body. It just goes all over. There's water going everywhere. (laughs) I need like I need it to flush it out. (laughs) (laughs) I just really hate when I can't move it around. Yeah, yeah, I usually just use our attachment for our kids. Like when I'm taking a shower, it just stays up there. No, I use it for me every day. (laughs) And for my kid. (laughs) See, we did have one, but it broke. Something in the line broke. And so it didn't work anymore. So we just took it all off. Yeah. You know what I love the detachable head for? Is cleaning the shower. Yes, that That, too. That's what I miss. I really miss just being able to rinse. So just get a new one. It's on my list. (laughs) stuff. I want to get a matte black one oh. and replace the tub faucet and handles mm-hmm. and all matte black and then it will match the sink. Okay. And it'll be really nice. Yeah. yeah. That's that's on the list. The one thing I don't care for which I know feels like luxurious and stuff is the waterfall ones. The ones that come straight yeah. for the ceiling because mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know, I'm standing in a rainstorm. Yeah. You know, I like the arch of the water instead of it just, like, dumping on my yeah. head, you know? What do you think about those ones that are, like, sprayers? That, like, I've never used From the sides? Ones. Yeah, I don't know if I have. I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't think I would like that or use that daily. Yeah. You feel like you're in a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian is really picky about his shower heads, too, because he hates it if, like, the water just, like, trickles out oh yeah and he needs it to be like a good force oh yeah, yeah. spray it's a good water pressure well and yeah. we have like you know how you can change the mm-hmm. different yeah and i always want it on shower and ryan likes it on jet because he likes it when it like pounds him sometimes <laughs> oh. and so oh. i'm constantly <laughs> yeah. not constantly but sometimes i have to turn it yeah. back yeah <laughs> that is definitely it is like technically a permanent fixture but if you're renting a place that's a pretty easy upgrade um, you can do sometimes. Not with us because we have rust in our water. So oh, and we have no. a white shower head. So over time it starts to look kind of gross and orange yeah. because of the rust. So I have Ryan change it like probably once a year, once every couple of years. Why don't you really? get like a chrome one? I know. I probably should get a... We just get the cheap white ones. I probably should But you don't see it. Like nobody sees it with my shower curtain there. So I just like this would save you some money in the long run because you have to replace it. But I kind of like the idea of changing them out. (laughs) But (laughs) like my shower liners. You can clean water. But even like if the if they get buildup on the shower head, you just fill up a little plastic baggie with vinegar. Uh And you tie it around. I have never heard of this. Really? Oh, yeah. And then it just, you let it soak for a while. And then you take off the The bag. The vinegar does not touch this rust situation, though. I would like you Uh, to know. Because I've tried it. calcium buildup. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe you could try it with some kind of cleaner. Yeah. Well, it's it's detachable, so I can take it down and clean it. Yeah. But I don't want to clean it. I just want to buy a new one. (laughs) I'm pretty sure in every apartment we ever rented, Brian changed the shower head because he didn't like what was there. And then before yeah. we left, we just put the old one back on and took our shower head to the next apartment. Yeah. It's a pretty affordable upgrade. I yeah. mean, it's like mm-hmm. 20 bucks or mm-hmm. 50, 60, depending on what you want to get. I never had a tub until. What, did we have a tub at our old house? But I never realized the use for a tub until I had a kid. Yes, it's absolutely. Like, it's really oh, you guys, needed. like, we're not bath people? 
Oh no, I'm not a bath person. That steeps me out. I baths occasionally. Yeah, good Epsom salt. No, you're just you out. in your filth. Like you're <laughs> just in it. Gross. <sighs> I suppose, but it like sinks to the bottom. That's what I told myself. I don't know. I it's relaxing. When it we, is relaxing. When we wash my when we give my son a bath, I always after he's like sitting in the bath for a little bit, Ryan gets so annoyed. <laughs> when we turn it off, I make Ryan lift him up and then I take the sprayer and rinse them all off and then we put him in the towel. Because he was just sitting in his filth. That is an extra step I never would have thought of. And Ryan's like, this is so unnecessary. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm team Ryan on this one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, Kimmy, I love you and your little quirks. <laughs> Listeners, tell me if anyone else thinks about that. We'll put a poll. <laughs> there are some, like, hardcore bath people that hate showers and just love I know. taking baths. Yeah. I'm not that kind of a person but mm-hmm. i do love a good relaxing super hot bath yes it has to be super hot yeah mm-hmm. yeah i want my skin like red yeah <laughs> now with Some your baths or with your doors bombs. though is that like is that annoying giving baths to the kids no with doors there no because i feel not. like i'd be so annoyed Mm-mm. not a problem okay because I made Ryan take them off before. Because I was like, I'm going to have to start bathing a child in here, and I do not want these doors You just on. have them get in front of the opening if you need to, like, wash them or something. Yeah. It's only over half. Mm-hmm. It's never been an issue, really. When you don't have doors, though, you might find that it's way nicer. It's like so much space <laughs> yeah. and freedom. freedom. <laughs> One thing I do like about having the glass doors is I hate it. Hate it when you have a liner stick to you and you're like trying to, and it's like you're slowly getting vacuum sealed in the shower. (laughs) I hate that. Like, and it then it lets in cold air if something like blows it the wrong way. And uh, yeah, not a fan. So, in that instance, like, I really like my glass Mm -hmm. doors. And then my kids can splash till their hearts content. I'm like, just close the doors and like go to town. I don't care. Yes, that is true. Because even with. Like, if you get a heavier-duty shower curtain liner, it shouldn't do the whole sticking to you I've had too thing. many thin ones. Yeah. <laughs> you need the medium weight, not the light weight. <laughs> no, when we lived at the apartment, yeah. I did get the heavy weight. I'm talking, like, when I went to visit other people's houses. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. bought, like, the 99-cent mm-hmm. ones, and you're just like... <laughs> but even with a shower curtain liner and shower curtain, like, I'll pull them both over all the way across and let the boys, like, go to town splashing. Yeah. And it's not foolproof. Like, it water will still get out well i another talking about water getting out when we took our doors out we realized because they didn't make this bathtub to not have doors we noticed that water was coming out on the edge like where the shower head was coming down it was like coming out Mm -hmm. which is what created that whole mold issue that we have in our you know, water. Yeah, under the... So we found on Amazon there's this thing that you can install in tubs that don't have doors. They're these plastic, like, they look like a triangle. And you oh. glue it on to the side. So it's like framing. So it just fills that little gap. Yeah, and then oh. water doesn't come out. Hmm. So Interesting. If anyone has that problem, maybe I'll put a link. <laughs> Moving on to lighting, there are a few different options for this. Of course, you have your ceiling light, and sometimes you have the fan combo. Sometimes the fan for the bathroom is, like, in the wall. You have that 
Yeah, Downstairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have one in the wall, but I also have like a, a can light in our bathroom. And then I also have sconces or like a three prong sconce that comes over our vanity. So there's a few different options that you can do, but usually you need at least two light sources in the bathroom. I only have one. You only have one. It's because that's how that house was and we haven't added one in. I've thought about putting one up in the ceiling. We just haven't done it yet. So there's just the lights over the mirror vanity area? It, they're okay. on e- either side of the mirror. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel super dark in there, though. Yeah. It would be nice to, especially if you're showering at night. Mm-hmm. It can Time be a little over. dark over there. <laughs> you could replace your fan and get a light fan combo. Yeah, so we're, we have a lot of mold issues in this like, it just doesn't vent well. We actually installed that fan because there wasn't a fan at all. Oh. So we should have done a fan with a light. But hmm. live and learn. In our bathroom upstairs, it's just a fan-light combo. And there's nothing over the sink or vanity. But it's so small. Yeah. <laughs> In there, it's pretty much all you need. Mm-hmm. I hope we'll replace it eventually like it's further down on the list because the fan is so loud. Oh, it oh. just it sounds like an airplane mm-hmm. taking off every time. So <laughs> hopefully someday we can change that out for like one that runs more quietly. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Next we'll talk about flooring which is not my favorite subject right now because we have issues with our flooring. But I guess what I'll say is don't skimp. <laughs> I'm flooring yeah. for a bathroom yeah. because it's not going to be that much money because it's probably the square footage is not that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got luxury vinyl tile and we didn't seal the grout. I even think if we sealed the grout, it still would have, this would have happened. It said it was waterproof, but it really just hasn't proven to be. Mm-hmm. So I think real tile is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Or... I mean, what are some other options, girls? Of- Linoleum. I don't know. That's what's in our bathroom upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. But we did peel and stick tile just as a, you know, semi temporary. Yeah. yeah. I think tile is the most common. I mean, yeah. if you get an older house, you might have carpet in your bathroom. And oh, Lord. In which case, rip that out <laughs> as soon as possible. Can we also just talk about. <laughs> We talk about carpet. Can we say, okay, if if you are one of these people, we love you. But if you have carpet, like a rug-looking texture on your toilet no, seat, uh, or, or right below the toilet, please just get rid that of That is them. the most bacteria-filled <laughs> thing in your home. Yeah. Just, I'm pretty sure my grandparents had the fuzzy toilet seat cover. I just, and matching like little yeah, rug that and goes, the matching uh-huh, rug that goes right under the toilet that is on the, both sides, and then like, the little doll crocheted thing <gasps> that hides the toilet paper yes. on the back of the toilet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, that was just a side note. Back to flooring. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do the vinyl planks, like the vinyl wood planks, in their bathroom for like the farmhousey kind of look yeah and you know i think if we had done something that wasn't grouted because we grouted our vinyl tile had we just stuck it up close to each other i was trying to make it look real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it is groutable like you're able to do that but i just think it was a bad idea so we're probably gonna replace it eventually yeah See, I feel like in our bathroom with the peel and stick tile, it's not grouted. 
And, like, we tried to get all the tiles as close together as possible. And Brian did a really good job of it. I attempted it initially, and it did not go well. (laughs) I, like, ruined, like, five or six tiles. So, Brian did it. And still, though, like, it... I can see in a few places where they've shifted Mm -hmm. somewhat. And it's just not sealed. So, I know when the day comes and we have to take it up around the toilet, there's going to be pee, Mm. like, all over underneath it. Because you just know, like, stuff is definitely getting under it. I've been really loving the trend of the penny tile. But I just, like, cleaning it. I know. I think of the grout lines. Like, I love the look of it, but I just, like, ugh. Like, the upkeep of it. Mm -hmm. It's just... I don't know if I have time for that. Yeah. And also, too, I saw a reel on this, and somebody had used penny tile in their pool. Okay. And it looked really, really cool, but they chose, like, a lighter gray grout. But when the lighter gray grout gets water on it, which it partially is submerged, and it gets splashed on, then you have, like, two different looks of the grout because one's wet and one's dry. Yeah. So. I don't think I would like that. I don't don't think so. No. I mean, you could do your typical 12 by 12 tiles. You can do subway tile. You could do on the walls tile you could bring it up like you could do hex tiles there's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of different shapes and stuff but i definitely think tile's the way to go mm-hmm. so now we should talk about non-permanent fixtures these are the easier swaps to make Absolutely. to upgrade your bathroom mirrors first of all so many places especially like when you're renting i feel like everybody has just this rectangle mm-hmm. mirror stuck up on the wall <laughs> But it, it doesn't have trim either. It just right, has no the trim, edge no trim. With the little just plastic things that twist on. little clips <laughs> yes. holding it up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So swapping that out can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. If or you replace the whole thing. Add trim. Or just adding trim. Mm-hmm. I was going to say you can add trim around it and then it looks so much more intentional and custom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it can make a big difference. Yeah, I, what do you guys feel? I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, I hate medicine cabinets. And then there's a lot of people that I really like them. Where are you guys on that? I would prefer not to have one. I just want a mirror and a sconce. That's Mm -hmm. all I want. I want my storage like below. I don't need it above. Because then you get fingerprints on the glass and Mm -hmm. then you're always having to like move your head to like get Mm -hmm. to things and I don't know. But if it's your, like if you don't have storage, it's a great solution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Like, our bathroom is pretty low on storage because we just have the single door cabinet under the sink. And then we have little cubbies in the wall. It's sort of like a built-in kind of situation. So, in the past, we have used that medicine cabinet. But when we had the incident with Bennett getting Mm. into it, that changed (laughs) all of that. So now it's pretty much empty. I think the only thing in there is like aloe vera lotion for sunburns okay. and got band-aids in there. Where do you keep but, your toothbrushes? Yeah, I was just going to say, you don't put your toothbrushes in there? In the cabinet cubby thing. So the boys have the shelf with all oh. their stuff. Brian has a shelf with his stuff and then I have a shelf with my stuff. But can you see that stuff? I can't, I know I was no, just in your bathroom. There's, there are doors on it. They're like two really narrow doors. Okay. That are behind the door. Yeah, I don't so, want to hide at all. And you yeah. guys know about the whole, like, particles oh, yeah. flying oh, in the room and going onto your toothbrush. I never understand why people have their toothbrushes on the I didn't know this was a thing until, like, it was, like, five years ago and somebody said it to me. And I was like, because I used to be that person with the toothbrush on the counter. I don't want to look at it. 
I know. If you can get away with not having your toothbrush I had a cute toothbrush, toothbrush there, holder. <laughs> I had this seashell one that I bought, like, when we got married. It's so funny. Like, the seashell toothbrush holder, the matching shower curtain that had seashells on it. But, wait, so where do you store your toothbrush? Because you don't have a medicine cabinet, no, right? in Bridge? our drawers. I have little um, drawer dividers in each drawer, so I just have a little... Like a long rectangular one for my toothbrush and my toothpaste. I've seen some really cool ones for drawers where they'll they have little circle thingies and they hold the toothbrush upright. Okay, you have to have a deep enough drawer. Yes, because we need to talk about this. Really cute. I was reading something on it. It was like Instagram or something, and it was talking about how bacteria can grow if they're laying down, and you always want your toothbrush upright and airing out. What I have are these little clear plastic like oval shaped cup things and they they stick and hook onto the inside of the door so it holds your toothbrush upright oh that's on the inside of the door Hmm. which you could do it on the inside of a medicine cabinet door or on the inside of a drawer really um it will stand up on its own for my medicine cabinet i like that idea i might try to do that okay okay but they're super cheap and they just there's a sticky, like, command strip-like thing you stick on the door of the wall, and it has two little hooks that come up, and then you just hook this little because holder on Because then it. they're all separate, too. They're not touching each other. Because right now, I have them in, like, a jar inside the medicine cabinet, and the bottoms touch each other, oh. and then the bottom of the jar gets grody after a while. Yeah. And if they're all free-floating on the door, stuck to the door, this is brilliant. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well... Kind of. So it does have a bottom to it. It's like I don't want a bottom. I'm Can sure I just get it without? I'm yeah. sure they make one. Yeah, I would. I'm sure they no, do. No, I thought of a solution for you if you don't want. Weird I just germs. put the whole cup thing. <laughs> Could you say that again? <laughs> Sorry. We don't want germs, dearie. <laughs> I just put the whole cup thing in the dishwasher. And it yeah, but it. now I won't have to do it if right. I just have them free floating and I just shut it. Yeah. Okay, for you, Brie, if they're laying flat, I bet they make a toothbrush thing that's like a headrest. So they're not touching the ground. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like a little thing that props up yes. the head of your toothbrush? So it's I bet they make that. I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, we have a medicine cabinet, and I don't love the look of it. I actually hate how deep it is. I, yeah, how they stick out from the wall. I don't care for that I either. Hate it. And I wanted it recessed, and we had talked about it, and Ryan's like, I'm not doing all that work. So we never recessed it, um, but I need the storage. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been looking for a smaller one because <laughs> it's so deep. It's from Ikea. Because to find a medicine cabinet that's plain... Mm-hmm. is extremely hard without the beveled edge. Oh. It's very hard. Unless you want to spend a ton of money. So this one, it's just like, it's like nine inches deep. And then wow. I, my sconces that come out, they don't, like, they do come out a little bit, but it's like if you're standing on one side, like I have to do, when I do my makeup, I do my eyeliner and my mascara on my right I have to do it on the right side so the light is shining on it and then I go to the left side (laughs) to do my left one because if you're standing right in the middle you're not getting enough light because it blocks it because it's coming out of the wall so much that would Hmm. drive me bonkers yes it drives me crazy drives me crazy yeah I don't the one thing about certain medicine cabinets is they have that seam from like where you open it up yeah. in the middle of the glass and I don't like well that. you can get ones that are and this all is what I one. want it's all one 
and they're pretty thin and you can just open it from one side. But they're like Kohler yeah. brand and they're like a thousand dollars. So I need to find a cheaper one. But anyways, they're good for storage. Yeah. Next up is hardware, which should we talk about mixing metals? Yeah. Oh, it's so tricky. I know. I love swapping out hardware on your vanity just because it's so cheap and easy to do. Like, we got our vanity from Home Depot, and it came with just chrome, really ugly <laughs> handles, and I just swapped them out for some brass ones, and mm-hmm. they're beautiful. And it was like a $30, $40 upgrade that made it look so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I want to switch mine out. I mean, I did switch them out because we bought our vanity from Wayfair. And it looked very ultra farmhouse. But then I put black ones on, and now I feel like it still looks... I don't mind farmhouse, but not this type of farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, like, Hobby Lobby farmhouse. And I don't... I'm not a fan of that. So I think I'm going to switch them out. But I think the best for me when I mix metals, I... Black and brass. Yeah. Are easy to mix. Right. People are now doing brass and, you um, know, nickel or, mm-hmm. you know... I'm warming up to the nickel, actually. I know that's coming back in trend. I have a black faucet now, and I know, Kimmy, you've had this issue, too, <sighs> in where it drains. I mean, we pay, I paid $70 yeah. for this faucet. I think faucet. we have the same one. I think we do. Jacuzzi is the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where the water goes down, it's just chipped around that little lip. Mine's chipping in the middle of it now. In the middle. Yeah. And that's why I don't care for it as a warning to you, Emily. I feel like the black finishes don't last as long. Hmm. And it also, sometimes if you get a brass or a gold, if you don't buy it all in one set, then you're trying to like match the finishes. And so, so one might be more warm or more cool or more shiny or more dull. Right. And so you have to add that into consideration. So even though chrome is like quote unquote out, but it's actually coming back in, Mm -hmm. I've considered like, if I have to replace this, like what am I going to put in? And I'm still trying to debate. I think what's coming in though, just to be very specific about it, chrome is still out because I think that's the cheaper technical. Like the shiny? Yeah, it's, well, no, I think it's the polished nickel that's coming back in. Okay. Not, chrome is usually brushed. Okay. And it's like, Apparently different. I don't know. I was trying to figure this out. <laughs> but polished nickel is what's coming back in. Hmm. And the unlacquered brass. Yeah, unlacquered brass. Because that's shiny when you first get it. But then it patinas over time, which I guess the polished nickel might too. And so they like the patina of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, it sounds like it would be more classic. Yeah. 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 I feel like when you have these fixtures, yes, you can get them and yes, they are trendy. But... I don't know. For me, I don't want to be replacing my faucet every few years right. just because mm-hmm. it's in or out. That's why I was like, well, maybe I should just go back to the classic mm-hmm. and then I can bring in my brass and my more trendy things through our soft finishes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was my thought like process. I feel like unlacquered brass is not trendy. I feel like that's a classic. That's here to stay. Yeah. I'm saying it, guys. I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love like, the look of unlacquered brass. Yeah. I have them as my hardware. Mm-hmm. And it has patinaed beautifully mm-hmm. i wonder though getting like a whole shower head bathroom faucet situation how much see that i just got crossed that's what i just got that's because i is. don't what i don't like about the black faucet again i love the look of it in pictures but it can lend to more farmhouse mm-hmm. but it shows every little speck of dust and every little water droplet and i feel mm-hmm. like with the chrome it doesn't do that as much mm-hmm. 
That is true. That's an advantage. Yeah. I don't know. I know. That's where I'm at. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So moving on to textiles, the fun stuff. We have window treatments. We have your shower curtain. We have towels. We have a bath mat or a runner rug or something like that. So you can bring in the fun stuff and swap things out as you get tired of things or things go in and out and trendy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Our first bathroom in our first ever apartment, like I was saying, we did all this seashell stuff. (laughs) We did the seashell toothbrush holder (laughs) and brown and tan towels Mm -hmm. that kind of match. Did you have aqua thrown in there too? Oh yeah. (laughs) We painted uh, the walls aqua Mm -hmm. bathroom. Yep. It was a whole whole look. The brown aqua seashell. Yeah. (laughs) But as trends, you know, come and go and we had different solutions for our toothbrush and (laughs) decided that maybe a beach bathroom was not super fitting for living in Arizona. Mm. Um... Yeah, we just swap out those those things. Mm-hmm. And then it's fun. It's fun to, like, pick a shower curtain. Oh, yeah. And coordinate towels. and love shower curtains. Getting back to the theme, <laughs> I don't know why. And Nick Lewis talked about this, too, on his channel about, like, bathroom design. But, like, why does everybody choose, like, ocean or beach or nautical yeah. for... Just because there's water doesn't mean there has to be a theme. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to me, I think the bathroom should be be a reflection of your home design and your aesthetic and what you're going for. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to have, like, your house be all neutral and warm tones and all of a sudden you go into, like, the anchor bathroom. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. So it should be a reflection of It's also fun to, like, just like how people are trying to make the kitchen less utilitarian looking and more like furniture. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun to try to do that in a bathroom. And these textiles help warm it up cozy it up and make it just not like I just go in here to do my business you know and that can be like in your towels where you don't have like a standard towel maybe you have a waffle weave towel or maybe you have a hand towel that has like little tassels at the end or like a really cool embroidery at the end or something like that like there are ways you can bring in some interest in in -hmm. your textiles without having it just be like a gray towel Mm -hmm. yeah or I have a great towel. <laughs> different bright colors or patterns or stuff like that. Yeah, towels. Yeah. There's lots of other options for adding in that mm-hmm. bit of fun stuff. Like our our shower curtain is just plain white, but it has that macrame border on it, which I really love because it just adds that little bit of boho yeah kind mm-hmm. of texture to it, and I think that's it's really fun. And speaking of shower curtain, I will now share my hack. So as stated before, I have glass doors, but I hung my shower curtain in front of them. But I have, how do you describe this? The ceiling where the shower is comes down like lower. So it's like, it's kind of like a nook. The Mm -hmm. shower is in the nook. So the ceiling is a little bit lower. So I have about a foot of head open head space at the top. So what I did is I took my shower curtain and instead of getting like a twisty out rod that you like kind of mm-hmm. go in the wall, I couldn't do that because that would be going into the nook and like arch over the edge of the glass doors. Yeah. So what I did is I got a curtain rod and it's one of the ones where the ends curve and attach to the wall like this. Mm-hmm. It's called a blackout curtain rod. And then I just attached my shower curtain to that. So now the curtain will cover and curve yeah. around the edge and completely hmm. enclose I the glass it. doors so I can't see it. It's such a good hack if you have really gross glass doors. It's such a good hack. Yeah. 
And what my sister did is she has really, really tall ceilings in her house in Texas. And what she did is she got an extra super, super long shower curtain and mounted it like super, super high. So wow. instead of having your shower curtain be like shower curtain length, yeah. she mm-hmm. made the room feel just like big and grand. And you know almost she like a bought hotel. it? I don't. I can find out though. Because they're like I... They're hard to find. They yes. are. And they're all 72 inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I have been on the hunt. Like, I have looked and looked and looked and looked for shower curtains that I like. I think the one I have now, I'm, like, pretty set on it. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's a window pane one. There's still, like, I don't know. I'm not fully, like, happy with it. So. See, a hack I learned from reading the Nestor's book, her first book, I, I think it was in there. Or maybe it was just from her blog, but she talked about... Getting an extra long shower curtain and hanging it extra high because I it would will totally make your do bathroom that. feel bigger. Mm-hmm. I would do I that, would but too. I can't find yeah, them. Yeah, I hung mine as high as it can possibly go and without I, going above the tub. Well, I want mine to touch the floor. Yeah, oh, mine touches the floor too. Because I don't like like the where he like the seam and the the cock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like it just looks gross to me. So I want it to touch the floor. Mine has fringe at the end, and my fringe just barely touches the floor. Yeah. So my sister texts back, and she said that she got hers from Amazon. Huh. I guess I do okay. look at Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Extra long. See, my shower curtain, because I hung it as high as I possibly could, it only overhangs the tub by, like, three inches, mm-hmm. maybe. And then there's, like, this gap down mm. to the floor. So it's not very elegant looking. Yeah. It's more of a capri curtain situation. I'm not sure I like that, (laughs) Emily. I don't love it. (laughs) But at least, you know, the dog can't pee on it. Oh. (laughs) So on Amazon, this extra long 96-inch shower curtain is only $26. Can I look at it? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's just white. Yeah, it's just white. I want a little interest. It's got like a waffly texture to it. Oh, that's nice. Well, I wanted to talk about bath mats for a second. Mm-hmm. Because where do people put them? I mean, clearly they're called bath mats. So you're supposed to put them in front of where you walk in and out of the tub, right? Yeah. But then sometimes people put them in front of their sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me share what I do. So I have a vintage little rug in front of my sink. And for my bath mat... I drape it over the edge of my glass doors or back in the apartment we actually had two rods hanging up for our shower curtain. One that had the shower curtain and one that was empty and I would hang my bath mat over that one so you wouldn't see it at all. It was hidden. And then sometimes if you have glass shower doors they have like a hanging rod on them. I took mine off because I didn't like it and it like stuck out too much. Um, But I just drape mine over my doors. Mm -hmm. For a while I was taking because it's just like an ikea bath mat that's and what i have gray yes oh my gosh <laughs> it's like got the little, little nubby things yeah. yep mm-hmm. so for a long time i was just folding it up and putting it on the tub side mm-hmm. that's, that's not what i do and then hiding pulling, pulling yeah. the shower curtain over yeah it's just annoying but that's like such a minor inconvenience to having like a rug out and that out as well like, I don't think you should have both out. Yeah, in your bathroom, because the sink is right there across from the tub. Yeah. I don't know how... What I wanted was a cute little runner in between the two. Yeah. But But then, then you would step out on a runner? Yeah, but it would be like a bath mat that looks like a runner. It's it's not a thing. 
Some, if you're listening, like people who make rugs, this should be a thing. It should be a thing. Yeah. Because putting a rug in the bathroom is such a, it's been a trend for a while to have mm-hmm. a cool rug in your bathroom, mm-hmm. especially with something vintagey. I literally you know? looked for like a Laloi, but I'm do- using quotes for people who can't see me. That is a bath mat. Like bath mat material, but mm-hmm. looks like a vintage rug, vintage mm-hmm. Turkish kind of rug. Somebody needs to invent. I know that. it would be huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have cool. a bone to pick with bath mats, though. You need to buy cotton bath mats, ones that you can throw in your washing machine. Yeah. Because if you get the microfiber ones or ones that have well, the backing ours? to them, what's ours? It's got to be cotton because yeah. it doesn't have a back. It doesn't have a back, and I'd throw it in the wash. Yeah. Because okay. you know those little microfiber nubby ones that, like, never get your feet dry. The ones that you, like, step on and they're constantly wet. Is ours microfiber? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I need to go up and inspect. <laughs> but my, my feet get dry when I walk on it. I feel like it's very drying. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, I like to throw mine in the washer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just a simple cotton, thinner one. Like, I don't need a floofy bath mat. I just need something... To catch a little bit of water. Yeah. yeah. That's easy to wash. Yes. Hygienic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have mine out all the time now because I'm hiding the, <laughs> the oh, problem. The oh. So it just looks so dumb. I actually wondered tonight when I used the bathroom, mm, like, why, why is her bath mat out in front of the tub? Like, why isn't it in front of her sink? <laughs> no, it's because it's hiding. Lift it up. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep our bath mat up. And draped over the edge of the tub all the time. Because it is, it's so small in there. If somebody goes in with shoes on, they're walking yeah. on it. Yeah. So, gross. Organization. Woohoo. Organization. This is fun. <laughs> I feel like under the sink can be a very neglected area. Mm-hmm. People just, you know, you just really? shove stuff in there. That's me. Yeah, That's I feel me. like if you're not intentional about it, you don't make use of the vertical space. See, oh. I just have my towels rolled and then like pyramid underneath there. Oh, That's, That's all the you have? That's all I Where's have all in your there. cleaning products? In my hall closet. I do not have any cleaning products besides the like bathroom? the toil brush and... The toilet brush holder and the plunger. And, wow. and that's like tucked in the corner so you cannot see it. The only thing in my cabinet, like in mm. the middle with the doors, are my towels and my That's skin. crazy. See, that's I crazy. have to keep the toilet brush holder in the cabinet. Yeah. Because there's And all my cleaning stuff. I have I to have... keep the, that stuff in there too because there's just no other place for it to go where mm-hmm. it could be hidden and that people wouldn't mess with it. Do what you... about your closet in your bathroom? Well, that's... Where the towels are. Hmm. But I You should think... try putting your towels underneath your sink. Well, Why? I... But I have it, like... Because it's I... right there when you get out of the shower. But I... Well, I my towels are underneath my sink, but they're in the shelf part. Okay, well, that makes sense. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, in my big hole. What do you put in a big hole? I have all you my You put towels. your cleaning products. <laughs> 99% of people probably put their cleaning products under their sink. I am the 0.1%. <laughs> I love what I have under my sink, though, with the bins with bamboo lids that stack. So I have two larger bins, and then they have the bamboo lids, and then on top of them I have smaller ones. Because of the way the sink is shaped and the way the pipe goes through, mm-hmm. I couldn't do two big bins on top of mm-hmm. each other. But with the smaller one, it's just offset just enough. But they it's like perfect. Are they tall enough to have tall bottles of cleaning? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Most of the time, I try to only buy bottles that fit in the bin. 
<laughs> yeah. There's See, Brian's three-in-one shampoo, conditioner, body wash. Yes. No. In the jumbo-sized bottle. <sighs> yep. I'm like, please don't buy that. It's too tall. <laughs> so everything fits in the bin except for that. But I decant all of that stuff anyway into matching bottles to go in the shower. Yep. I do that for my stuff. I tried that with my husband. He's like, it doesn't pump out enough volume that I need. I just want one pump and done. He doesn't want to do the three, so I just can't mind. (laughs) And not his. And he has this jumbo thing with, like, the big, massive pump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess when it comes to bathroom storage, I don't want a lot of unnecessary stuff in there. I just want the stuff I literally use on the daily. That's, but that's what I'm storing in there is like toilet bowl cleaner. You use that daily? I use it probably twice a week. I think it's because I had (laughs) such a small bathroom in my apartment that I had to store it out of the bathroom. But where would I? Like, if you think about it, like, I'd have to go all the way to, like, my pantry closet in my kitchen or, like, it would just be weird. It probably doesn't make sense in your bathroom. Yeah. I used to store all of that in the laundry room Mm because it's just down the hallway. Mm Mm-hmm. But I find if I do keep it in the bathroom, I'm more likely to use it more often. Mm. And so is Brian. So I'm handy. trying to think of all the things I put in there. I have a big box of like... <laughs> what? <laughs> all I just heard is wheezing. <laughs> They're just getting really close. Like panty liners. Because I yeah. decant them into my little basket, yeah, but then the excess ones, I have panty li- like a box of panty liners in there. I've got all my cleaning products, so I have window cleaner I have for my medicine cabinet, because mm-hmm. it always get like, I'm doing that a lot. Um, my shower spread, like cleaning the shower, the tub. I keep all of that mm-hmm. in my hall closet, which is literally right across from the bathroom. So I have all of my, my extra soap. stuff, all of my soap. All of my toilet paper, everything. Yeah, I don't do toilet hmm. paper in there. So it's like, it's not a big deal for me. What else I have in there? I have Epsom salt if I want an Epsom salt That's bath. in the closet. I guess I just keep everything in the closet yeah. as hmm. I need to bring it out. Because I only yeah. have like this, my, my contact solution, you know, my tweezers, my little mirror. Mm-hmm. The boys have their drawer with like their wipes, their toothbrush and toothpaste. I have a drawer for toilet paper. I have a drawer for the washcloth and a drawer for my husband and then an empty drawer for guests. Mine is, like, chock full right now, and I need to organize it. Yeah. I think my point is you don't have to have everything in your bathroom. If you have a place nearby. If you have a place to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you can maximize the vertical space Mm -hmm. with something that stacks, or best case scenario is to get the new line. I think it's um, the Home Edit has them now. Where it's drawers, it's clear, but they're drawers that pull out. Mm. Those are really nice in a bathroom. Because then you can see everything mm-hmm. that's in there. But you don't have to look at it because it's under your sink. Mm-hmm. But you can stack things up. And... Another thing that I do in my bathroom is I have like a, it's actually a bookshelf to talk about like making it look like furniture in there. You know, there is a piece of furniture in there. And then I use like hyacinth baskets. Mm-hmm. That have lids, because uh-huh. I don't like looking inside. And then I have, like, my lady products in one. I've got Ryan's beard stuff that he does, like, his shaving everything mm-hmm. in one. I've got um, first aid kit 
stuff in one. Then I have a hidden tissue box in one because I hate seeing tissue boxes. Why didn't you just get one of those Amazon covers for your tissue box? I could do that. I just had this like two years ago. I've had this a long time. Mm. It was before I knew about the Amazon Mm. leather. Pleather. Anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. They make these faux leather tissue box covers that are gorgeous and are a lot cheaper than the gather ones. They were. It was a pillow talk of yours mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year. Yep. I have one in my kitchen and I love it. Mm-hmm. I have two now. Yay! Yeah. yeah. Did they come? They arrived the day, like the evening after the appraisal. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and they said September. Like yeah, for of, that one, yeah. I ended up getting a different brand oh, that okay. said it could arrive faster. Okay. okay, it looks pretty good. Good. Do you guys have extra toilet rolls for people? Like, if a guest is in there and it's at the end, do they know where to find a toilet paper roll? I usually just stick it right on the. I have a window right next to the toilet, and so I just stick it on the edge if I see it's getting to the end. I have a. If little... it's like on the edge, the next person yeah. can just put it on. But you don't have like a cute little basket no i don't want to see it it's in the drawer right next literally right next to the toilet you can just open it i have a lidded basket in the downstairs bathroom because there's no storage so there's a lidded basket in there that has toilet paper yeah that's probably what i do mine's not lidded and then in the upstairs bathroom so you know that little gold basket Mm -hmm. that when you guys came over and styled you put the washcloths in Mm -hmm. because it was empty Mm -hmm. because there's supposed to be a roll of toilet paper in there oh okay Um, I think it's important for people to know, like, if they're coming over, they know where to get a room. Yeah. And so our last point with the non-permanent fixtures would be the countertop styling Mm -hmm. and art and plants and any, like, decorative elements, Mm -hmm. which is always so fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we've discussed you do not have to do a theme. It does not have to be beachy. (laughs) You don't have to have a jar of shells that you collected. Mm Mm-hmm. But one thing you could put on your countertop or on a shelf is a salt cellar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (sighs) Yep. Yes, that is true. (laughs) I keep mine really minimal. On the top, I have a little tray on the left side of the sink. And I have a plant in the back. I have a little piece of pottery that's two-tone that's like black and cream speckled. And that's where I have my Q-tips. And then I have a room spray and what else do I have? Like a cup for the boys. It's like I was going to ask you because mm. it looks like it's perfume. And I also have my perfume there too. Yeah. Okay. You wear perfume? Yep. I feel like I've never smelled it on you. I don't wear it that often because my husband recently said he doesn't like the smell of my perfume. Oh, Something no. happened and his scent is repulsed. By it. No. Oh. He like, he's like, I, I, what are you wearing? I'm like, the perfume I've been wearing for years. He's like, I don't know what it is, but it smells awful to me now. So now I only wear it like when oh, I'm no. going out by myself. Oh. Does it, it still smells good to you though? Oh, yeah. It went bad or no. something. But see, that's interesting that you would get ready in your room on your dresser, but you wouldn't keep your perfume there. Like, I feel like I that's a dresser perf- thing. I did have my perfume there before. I just like the look of the bottle, and I thought it was pretty and decorative, so oh, that's okay. why I put it on the tray as well. But that's all that's on my counter. Mm-hmm. I don't like anything on the back of my toilet. I want that empty. Yeah, I prefer The only the, time that something, something is there is when I have the monthly, and I you have my little basket. You guys are judging me for my toilet paper rolls in the basket on the back of my... It's oh, also no, because I feel like that's that's a good option Yeah, to put them there. 
So that people know where they are. Yeah. Like, if you have to have something on the back of your toilet, that's great. We also go through a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> it's a contentious subject mm. in our household that Ryan yells at me that I take too much for just... <laughs> See, <Switch to> Scott's. <laughs> oh, I hate Scott's. That's I what too. I grew oh, up with, I and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> They're a YouTuber that I really love her videos. She had kept her makeup... On the back of the toilet. No. It was like in this clear thing with little drawers, you know? Yeah. And she kept it on the back of the toilet because you couldn't fit it under the sink or in the medicine cabinet or anywhere else. And That's strange. It was strange. She fixed it because she decided to like minimalize everything. And so she was able to finally get rid of enough stuff that now there's nothing on the back of the toilet. Because there were so many comments of everybody like, don't keep your makeup (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on my sink, I just have my amber glass uh-huh. dispenser, soap dispenser, mm-hmm. and then I try to keep like flowers there mm. on the other oh, side. Yeah. So one's that's really pretty. One's the hand soap and one's the flowers, and that's yeah. I, and you know why I have flowers on the one side? No. Or sometimes it's a plant, so it hides my electrical outlet because I hate seeing <laughs> that. And then when I use the outlet, I just move it. But moving the bath mat is such a big deal. <laughs> My sink, well, because there's the pedestal downstairs and then upstairs there's just that little tiny sink. So all that could fit is the soap (laughs) dispenser and that's it. Yeah. But but I do have the little shelves in the upstairs bathroom, you know, that you guys help me style. I really like the plant in there. Oh, good. Yeah. I really like that little pop of green. I think putting a plant in your bathroom in general is a really good idea. Yeah. And art is always good to mm-hmm. have, but yep. maybe not a portrait of somebody staring at you while you're going to yes. the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe it's a good place for a landscape. Yeah. I have a vintage print of a goose, actually. It might sound really weird, but it's in this really cute gold frame with a big mat. And I really I just yeah. love this goose. And then on another wall, I have a art piece that I got up in Portland, Maine that an artist had done and I really, really like. So I love having art that is like meaningful to me or Mm -hmm. cool to me, not necessarily like a stock thing. No problem with some of the stock things, although don't buy Ikea art, Mm -hmm. sidebar. (laughs) Like finding those little things that are unique to you that you Mm -hmm. can bring in a little personality without being a picture of somebody staring at you. Yeah. Right. You should move... Melva, <laughs> that portrait. Of just the for like, maybe I should do it lady. like next spring on like April Fool's Day. Yes. Just move it. Move there. it. All your art of people staring at you to the <laughs> bathroom. You're <laughs> really funny. And Ryan will be like, "What, what? is going on?" <laughs> uh, another little thing too is the hooks or a towel bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can have that match. Um, I got a brass toilet paper holder, two hooks, sorry, three hooks, and um, knobs from a place in England. I got them off of Etsy, actually. I really like those. And it's, (laughs) Kurt hates the toilet paper holder, (laughs) because it's actually one that you have to, like, twist on, and then there's a little knob at the end, and it's, like, too too. much work for him. I don't mind it, because it's, like, 20 seconds of your day to, like... (laughs) do it but when we eventually change it i'm gonna get the toilet paper holder that like has the bar that flicks up yeah and you can just slide it on and then pop it down 
Hmm, I just have it where you just swipe it on. But Jude, now that he's going to the bathroom all the time in there, if you go up there, you'll see it's hanging because he's yanked it almost out of the wall. Mm. Mm. We just had to reinstall our toilet paper holder downstairs because it got pulled out of the wall, Mm. of the drywall. From one of the kids? Yes. Yeah. But the good news (laughs) is that we, Brian, when he framed in the bathroom, he did uh, plywood under one section of the wall where it like juts out a little bit Mm because there's that you know i don't know pipes going through or something Mm -hmm. so that little section where the wall juts out is just big enough for the toilet paper holder to go there so now it's like into through drywall into plywood okay not going anywhere so it's awesome that is nice and now we're going to be taking a short break and when we come back kimmy has a pillow talk for us Hey guys, we're now back and I am excited to share with you something that I learned over this summer, actually. I have, well, okay, so I'm turning 35 soon and my skincare (laughs) is more like what a (laughs) 15-year-old or what what my skincare used to be was what a 15-year-old would be doing. Actually, no. Maybe when I was 15, I even did more because I was doing like that proactive stuff. Did either oh, of you no. ever get into that? Mm-hmm, like the three-step Yeah, the three-step yeah. thing. I never did brand proactive, but I did like Walmart proactive. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I remember getting the legit proactive and felt so cool. I think yeah. I was around probably 14, 15. Really, until this summer... I- It was pretty embarrassing, my skincare routine for my face. It was basically, like, I have, I take off my eye makeup with oil. It's like an oil-free eye makeup remover. And then I do, like, face wipes, Neutrogena Mm -hmm. face wipes. Those are the best. The only ones I buy. At night. That's sometimes all I would do. Oh, you wouldn't actually wash your face after you removed your makeup? Sometimes, if I was too, too tired. But... What about a cleanser? What about... So in the morning, I would always make sure that I would cleanse with just a Neutrogena cleanser because I would have, like, I would do it in the shower because I hate, (laughs) I hate when I wash my face and the water runs Have you not? And I know Chris Loves Julie has that thing where you put the sweatbands on. Yeah. But it's still like an extra step and I'm always like getting ready late. And it was just one of those things that I just needed to break the habit of. Like I needed to make sure. It's like one of those things when you don't floss because you're like, oh, I'm just, I don't have time. It's like, come on, you have time. But you just need to like create this Mm -hmm. habit. But even so, even with what I was doing, it was very basic. It was all just Neutrogena stuff. And it was all very basic. Like I didn't have a three step. It was just a cleanser and then I would do a light moisturizer. And that was it. I have really bad rosacea. It runs in my family. And I have, you guys know, that I always complain about the sunspot, which came about when I was like, I think it was around 32. Literally never notice it. (laughs) Drives me nuts. But it's just like my face now, I I know that it's changing. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see wrinkles. I'm starting to see more like discoloration and like the rosacea is getting worse. 
I was on Instagram and the friend who introduced me to all my pro-metabolic, you know, the love for pro-metabolic eating, she started posting a lot about skincare and about this one person, her name's Marissa, who owns Gritty Beauty. And on Instagram, she's at Gritty Beauty, so G-R-I-T-T-Y Beauty. And she was saying how she's an esthetician who gives free consults just over Instagram, like in DMs. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to look into this because what happened was I was then after the whole Neutrogena thing and I was trying to get toxin free. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got the tallow. I got the tallow cream mm-hmm. and my rosacea. I didn't like make the connection, but my rosacea was like on fire. Like my face started mm-hmm. itching it's more. Too harsh. And I was like, something's not right. And I was like blaming it on pregnancy because it was like my first trimester. It wasn't acne, it was the rosacea, and it was, like, itchy. <laughs> and so then I'm seeing my friend post, the pro-metabolic friend, she's like, I know, like, I do all toxin-free stuff, but some things in life, you have to have toxins to really, like, especially with people who have, like, skin care issues. Mm-hmm. And she was talking specifically about people who use tallow and how it's not good, and so it just, like, piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. So I started looking into this woman... And come to find out, she, like, gave me this whole free consult over DMs. I sent her pictures of my face. She, like, instantly said, this is your problem. And she knew that, like, I didn't even tell her I was using tallow, but she knew that I was using harsh oil, like, oil moisturized, like, moisturizers with oil in them, oil-based. And she, like, she could tell that I was, I was very, my skin was very dehydrated. She could tell it was very reactive, like all this stuff. And, and so she just started helping me and her, so she owns a shop where she sells products, but she's like selling, they're not like, well, some of them I think are hers, but some are like products from this brand called Rococo. And it's the same price as if you went to that brand. But she does, like, reward systems and gives you, like, discounts and certain things like that. So I was like, I'm just going to try what she tells me to do. And I'm just going to, like, really do it. So she told me to do it for six weeks. It's a, I think it's how many steps? I do a cleanser, which is oil. It is an oil cleanser. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, that's cool about it, is you put it on and you don't wash it off. You take a washcloth and you wipe it off. Mm. And so I'm not having to do this thing because uh-huh. I hate doing that. <laughs> and so I, I just wipe it off and then you put on a mist, which is like an essence that was like, what did they call it? Toner, I think, with yep. Proactive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you, you put that on a little pad, then you put the toner on or the mist. And then after the mist, you do a serum. And then after the serum, you put on moisturizer. So it's a four-step process. And I did it like morning and night and I've been doing it and you, I should show you before pictures cause you can't really tell, but it was like, I showed her after six weeks and she was like, whoa. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe how much better my face looks and it feels good. Like it feels hydrated. It does and look very hydrated. Like, it's just like, oh my gosh. So, uh. so I'm just really happy because she was very helpful and she's still helping me. She's. I'm doing a new serum. I just started last night for my sunspot because she told me of this one that can has vitamin C in it. Yep, I was going to say. Yeah, and it like evens skin tones and pigmentation and stuff. So I'm going to be doing that relentlessly. And she's just like helping me with like she helped me find 
matte, um, foundation and concealer that would be good for people with rosacea. Mm. And she's just awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to like tell people about her because she just does it for free. You don't have to buy from her. When I initially started, I didn't even buy all the four things. I only bought two of them because she said that some of the Neutrogena stuff was okay. And she was like, you keep using that for a little while. And then if you want to add more into it, then you can. Like she was, she wasn't trying to upsell me mm. in it. Like mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. The one thing I would say is you can't just do what I'm doing because each person's skin skin issues are different. And so my sister, I told my sister about it. She deals with rosacea. We're sisters. I thought like she could just do exactly what I do. She doesn't need a consult. Well, she actually had reactions to some of the like the serum, I guess, because mm. she's been using like rosehip oil on her rosacea for years. And it it just like her skin barrier is really weak. And so she needed more time before she could add in the serum. Mm. And we didn't know this till after. And I was like, shoot, I should have had you do the consultation. (laughs) So anyways, long story short, I just wanted to say that I really recommend her. She shares really great tips on her Instagram all the time. Yeah, if you're over 30, check her out. She's all about anti-aging too. And she is pro-metabolic herself. So she understands like trying to stay away from toxins. But she also knows that sometimes you need them. Mm-hmm. So she's just really level-headed about it. And hmm. yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's all I had to share for my pillow talk this week. And I thought it fit perfectly with the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Now I have more washcloths that I need to find places for. Because I'm using washcloths every morning and night. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I found some really great ones on Amazon that are so soft. Anyways, I think that's it. So thanks, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod or send us an email at dwellingplacepod at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and helps more people find us. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you next time right here at The Dwelling Place.